<laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry my voice is like kind of manly right now. I uh, did a girls weekend and I Woo-hoo! stayed up too late and talked way too much. So I have like that raspy thing going on now. As oh, could nice, be expected. Hey? Yeah, it sounds <laughs> sultry, I think. It sounds... <laughs> right? It's yeah, my it's like sexy Phoebe. raspy voice. Yeah. You know? It's like Phoebe in her sexy phlegm, you know. I bet it was exactly. totally worth it too. <laughs> oh, it totally was. I'm like, maybe this is why I have my sexy raspy voice. It's like, oh, the raspy sexy voice. That's Cameron. You can tell that she's different than the one She's so much sexier than we yeah. are. <laughs> I'm more manly. She sounds like she's beat me up in a fight. Welcome to the Fishers of Men podcast, brought to you by us at So Much Media. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. I'm Lara Samara Sands. This podcast is about relationships and your walk with Jesus. It's about the true stories of Christian men and women's struggles with chastity, sex, marriage, and relationships in a post-Christian culture. guest Cameron Frad. Would you like to introduce yourself to us Cameron? Hello I'm Cameron Frad with a really raspy dark not dark <laughs> voice deep voice it's also dark <laughs> right voice. it's dark and mysterious <laughs> I, I overdid it on a girls weekend and I talked too much so that's my confession um, so I sound like a guy but You're I'm really so. a girl even though I have a name that could be a guy's name so that it's kind of that is true I, I always got that growing up. People would be like, Cameron's a boy's name. And I'm like, well, I'm a girl. And if you have a problem with that, I'll punch you in the face. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of girl. I love it. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm married to um, Matt Frad, my wonderful Aussie husband. And we have four beautiful children. And we live in Georgia. Nice. And you have your own podcast called oh, yeah. Among the Lilies. <laughs> <laughs> that too. I mean, we would yeah. love to talk to you regardless. But <laughs> you also have to have a podcast. Yeah, so I have a podcast called Among the Lilies. It's for ladies that are tired of pretending and wanting to be real. And it's for all ladies, all walks of life. I think the vast majority of my listeners are college students, young moms, older moms. Like that's kind of my main group. But I do have quite a few guy listeners, which is always fun. They're always really manly, though. They're not like, I don't know. They're not girly men. They're very manly men. Like, hey, man, love the podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Thanks. Let's I'm so real. glad. Real men want to know how what to real get, women y- think. Yeah. And yeah. Like, how to get in touch with their feminine side. Yeah. Those exactly. Are the real men. You know, it's, it's funny because we've actually had the same response. Like, we had no idea. We thought that our audience was going to be basically just people like us, but like women in their like late 20s, 30s. Yeah. yeah. We've had a lot of male listeners, and they're the more vocal. Like, they're the ones that send us a lot more comments and. Yeah. You know, Interesting. give us their yeah. opinions. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it. And I think one guy told me, he's like, you know what? He's like, the worst part of a Steubenville retreat that I go to is men's session. Not because it's mm. not good. It's amazing. And I love men's session. But he's like, the worst thing about it is I'm sitting there thinking, if I snuck over there to the woman's session, would they notice? Would they care? <laughs> like, I just want to hear what they're saying. And so this one guy was like, you, you answered my prayer. Like I was praying, God, I just want to know what they're talking about. Uh, and he's like, the men's talk was amazing and so good. And I got a lot out of it, but I wanted to know what they were talking about, but I didn't want to be that weird guy sneaking in. He's like, I honestly thought about dressing up as a girl and you know, <laughs> I have good legs, perhaps I could do it. But he said that like, it was the voice or the eyes into the women's session. And he's like, and I feel like it's so much more 
amazing than like I imagined it would be. And I was like, oh, well, welcome to the, the woman's world. He's like, I feel like I'm just eavesdropping and all these ladies sitting around having their glass of wine and chatting. Oh, and he's like, fantastic. and it's amazing how much I've grown as a man because of it. That is really cool. I'm glad that for both of our podcasts that God has definitely used it in ways that we for sure did not imagine could be used. So that's praise be to God. That's awesome. Yeah, we had after our first episode, What is Dating? uh, We had a, a couple guys say like, oh, wow, like it's been a while since I've heard a woman's a woman's perspective on dating. Like that was really refreshing. <laughs> you should probably ask more more uh, interesting questions then on your dates. You <laughs> Maybe <know. laughs> you, if you want to know what's in the woman's mind. Yeah, uh, it's like I always have a date and that's it, and I never knew why. <laughs> you should write them a, a question list. Like these are the questions to ask on your date, so there will be a second Ooh. one or a third. Yeah, this is how to appear that you are interested in what your date is talking exactly. about. <laughs> Number one, put down date. your phone. Amen to Number that. two, look her in the eye. Number three, don't hesitate when the bill comes. Be a man. Mm, step up. Come right. on. Well, actually, yeah, probably actually step like 0.5 would be ask her out on a date. Yeah, and use the, word, <laughs> use the word date. Use the word date. Pick mm-hmm. her up. Yeah. But so how is it that you came to start your podcast? Right. And before you do get into that, I just want to say I am such a fan. Like, just from yeah. your, your pilot episode, I was like, Mary Ashley, they're like us. They dr- they do their podcasts over wine. Just <laughs> like, yes, that's how sh- it works should that's always all- be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything's better over wine, right? Yeah. Come on. Let's totally. You know, it's funny. I've noticed that I have a cup of tea right now because it's like noon. And it's just ha- it, it hasn't been that hard of a day. So I went for the tea. But um, <laughs> But I, I've noticed, like, our food budget's kind of gotten out of control since I started the podcast. I'm like, why is that? I'm like, oh, I'm buying a lot more wine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's it's great. So about two years ago, so our youngest son, Peter, is two years old. And two years ago, we left Catholic Answers. We left San Diego. We had an amazing – I remember packing our apartment or our tiny little house. It should have been an apartment, but it was a house, whatever. The, our tiny little place in San Diego. And as, like, we were packing it, I'm like, could we not? Like, could we just stay here? Aww. Like, it was like I kind of just realized what great community we had as we were leaving. And it was one of those things that we had said – if I was pregnant, we'd stay, but I wasn't. So now would be a good time to move. Mm. And so just the cost of living was really high in San Diego. And there was other reasons. Matt didn't have to be there. So we were getting ready to move to Georgia. And and little did I know I actually was pregnant. I threw, a, threw up the drive across from California to Georgia. And we got here and we moved to the middle of nowhere. Like most people in Georgia didn't even hear of our town that we lived in. <laughs> it was so, so, so tiny. Wow. So we went from San Diego that was amazing and huge to this tiny little country town where my son would ask me questions like, mom, what does can't mean? I notice a lot of people say can't. What is that word? It's like, oh, they're saying they cannot, you know? And he's like, oh, can't. And I was like, yes, but they say can't. And he's like, and you be. He's like, what do they mean when they say you be doing? <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. That's Country um, grammar 101. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and we just kind of had no um, fellowship, community. We had one one 
couple that we loved, but other than that, didn't really find any friends. And I am always very sick through pregnancy. And so I was really sick. And then I had a really sick baby and, um, he was, um, in and out of the NICU and hospitalized feeding tube, you name it. And, um, and we were two and a half hours from the children's hospital that I went to quite often and disappeared for a few weeks and didn't see my other children. And so I just went through a really, really rough time. And I feel like as soon as, but I'm the choleric, I hold it all together. I've got this person, like I'm good. I'm good here. I got all this. And the Lord just really, really broke me and humbled me. And um, I just ended up not in a great spot. And for the first time in my life, like suffering from postpartum and just feeling like I didn't have enough and I couldn't do it. So the Lord really humbled me. And through that and through my brokenness, I needed help and I needed community. And I found myself reaching out to friends in Houston, in San Diego, in Ottawa, Canada, Ireland, like everywhere, everywhere, but where I lived and I'm realizing like, I need this, I need to be plugged in. And I started listening for podcasts and I guess I just didn't really know where to look because I just found one recently and I'm like, this is amazing. Had I found that podcast, I would not have started mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I just, I didn't find any that I felt like were real. Like I tried to look for ones that were real and it was like, I don't know, Catholic coffee talk. And they're like, well, welcome to the show. I'm going to be honest. I was a bad wife this morning. I didn't sweep my floors. <laughs> and my son had to make his own toast. I'm a bad mom. Oh, and being oh, like, gosh. oh, shut the hell up. Yeah. I want to strangle you. And just being like, you know what? You're not helping it. I mean, maybe she is helping someone. God bless that woman. I'm sure she's helping someone. She didn't help me. She just made me feel inadequate and like, oh, this is horrible. And I I feel like Jennifer Fulweiler does a really good job of just being real and authentic, Mm -hmm. but her audience is everyone. So I kind of wanted that feel, but I wanted it just for women. Like I wanted to talk about stuff that we wouldn't talk about with guy listeners or interviewing guys necessarily. And I just couldn't find it. And I kept praying and I felt the Lord be like, as I was like, come on, God, why doesn't this exist? I felt like him just kind of calling me to do it. And it's like, hello, you have the gift of gab and the expensive equipments in your basement. So just do it. So mm. with that and a few pushes from a few really good friends, Among the Lilies was born. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. And I think the pretending happens not just in the podcast world but in real life (laughs) like Mm. so much you know especially when women get together unless you're really good friends sometimes there's this feeling like you need to be what you feel like you should be and talk about what you feel like you should talk about rather than what you're actually dealing with but it doesn't necessarily I, I mean it's my experience it doesn't really help it just helps remind everybody how inadequate they are, <laughs> you know. So I really, really appreciate fresh, authentic voices in the conversation for sure. I think that it's definitely something that God is blessing right now and that he wants for our church right now because we've gone for so many years without being real with each other, which is kind of crazy. 
Yeah, and to our topics are not discussed from the pulpit or within a church setting. And this is a space, podcasting, that is is a space where people can feel safe, like those men that came up to you and said you were an answer to prayer. It's like I can listen in on conversations that I might be, I might not Excluded be. Excluded from. Yeah, or I just don't feel safe enough to bring those out yet in the public because it's not in the public. So I feel like podcasting has been such a great technological blessing used in the right way where you can participate in that dialogue and you can hear about other struggles that are similar to your own and what I love about your format Cameron is you have people like it could be friends it could be like Catholic famous people or whatnot but it's mostly people you know in your circle of life and you guys Mm -hmm. are just sharing stories but you are dealing with specific topics that can touch you know on a more universal level and in film class back in college one of my professors used to say and it stuck with me is that you always you get the universal by talking about the specific and I love that about your show you're talking to to women who are dealing with infertility or who are dealing with lack of intimacy or are talking about like they do have intimacy with their friends or how do you achieve that Especially that you had a series that was back-to-back, one on intimacy with your uh, spouse, and then the next one was like the intimacy with your friends. Um, Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really great because it also showed a side where we can't get fulfillment from just one aspect Mm. of our life. It can't just be your friends that you have all your emotional weight on. And it can't be your spouse that would just make your marriage fall apart. But I I like the balance that you have in your show exactly for those reasons of being authentic, for being real, and letting people know, like in our podcast, we try to make sure people know they're not alone. And your stories are valid and you can discuss this with other people that are like-minded and want to help one another and want Mm -hmm. to be supportive of each other. And so for that, I have pointed many a friend who are mothers, specifically mothers. Um, I'm like, you need to listen to this podcast because she's a mom, works, has four children. You're dealing with the same struggles that all of them are. And I think that the relatability of who you are really is such a blessing to a community that may feel repressed in in wanting to express their yeah. uh, struggles in a public forum because that makes because the world makes us feel like oh I didn't sweep my floor I'm a terrible mother like okay right? that's not yeah. like, come on get over it that is not yeah. that is not what a feeler feel like do you really like. think that's how God sees you like yeah. oh well like no. yeah you're you're an authentic human and I sent my son to die for you but you didn't sweep your floors so right so, no he back. sees us as this precious little thing I uh well I love love that you think like I'm organized or something and I was like oh I put those back to back on purpose really like the Holy Spirit like praise mm. God for the Holy Spirit because I don't plan out my stuff like I mm-hmm. like for example my Lenten podcast came out yesterday mm-hmm. on Ash Wednesday and I recorded it yesterday on Ash Wednesday. <laughs> nice. I like it was like it was something I put up on we just started like a Facebook group for Among the Lilies mm-hmm. and it was something I put out there like what were they giving up for Lent or suggestions for Lent and it was like a hundred people wrote and commented there was a hundred comments and I was like oh perhaps I should do an episode on this mm-hmm. and I was like okay why not today hello Ash Wednesday so it's not like I like plan out ahead of time and even the intimacy and marriage and the intimacy and friendship it was my friend Elisa beautiful beautiful mm-hmm friend of mine who just has such a big heart and can articulate she has such an intimate relationship with our lord and and she's not catholic but she's a beautiful christian woman and she just has such an intimate she can't have a shallow relationship 
Like, I don't think, mm. I think even her relationship with her postman would be intimate just because of who she is. Mm. Like, she just has a big, beautiful, bleeding heart of Christ, you know? Mm -hmm. And so all of her relationships are intimate. And I thought, I'll do two, and then I can put them in different places later. Mm -hmm. And then the next week, I like, didn't have any episodes recorded. So I was like, well, guess this other one's going out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked out really well. <laughs> I know, right? Praise God. But no, I think so often, and I loved what you said, as women, we think that God's looking down on us and saying, like, you failed. Like, you failed to stay on top of your budget. You failed at... at sweeping your floors or keeping a clean house or getting Mr. Right. Like you're 27 years old. Like, don't you think you should have found Mr. Right by now? Like you right, failed at it. Right. I think so often like, but Satan is the accuser. God yeah. is not the accuser. He mm. is the, he is love. Yes. You know, our, our daughter, mm. just both our daughters. So just received, um, they just went to confession for the first time. And I took this picture and I just, I had to take a picture. Normally you don't take pictures when your kids are like receiving sacraments. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe baptism. <laughs> Uh, yeah, baptism, that's true, but not so much for confession. Not so but much, our, yeah. Our seven-year-old and our four-year-old were really ready to go to confession at the same time, so they did. So I took a picture of my four-year-old in the front pew of the church with our priest, who is this gorgeous 30-year-old man that just radiates the father's love. Like, he is such a dad. You know, he does not have children. He d He's not married, and he's not old. Like, he just turned 30, like, last month, but he just so beams with the father's love, you know, he is a spiritual father and he's sitting there looking at her and our daughter is sitting there. She's four years old, got the blonde ringlet curls and just a pink bow on top of her head. Uh -huh. And I'm just looking and watching and I, I'm like in the back pew. So I'm kind of far away. And I'm like, that is how the heavenly father sees us. When we approach him with our sin and our brokenness, we picture, I don't know. I picture myself as being, Mary Magdalene or, or something. I just picture myself as this huge, massive sinner and broken and bleeding and just so like, it's my fault. Like I've made all these horrible choices and he sees this adorable little girl with these ringlet curls and a little pink bow on my head, mm. you know? And he's just like, come to me. Like, I just want to love you. And just that loving smile embrace. Like it's not a scowl or a go to your room. It's a, oh, come here, sweetie. You know, and I, and Lovely. I think that we need to know that and we need yeah. to embrace that. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's definitely, I don't, I've had, um, in my own journey, I feel like my relationship with God is so much deeper when I'm willing to be authentic with him and mm -hmm. with other people, you know, because if I'm just in my head about what I think I should be and, or I'm like trying to impress God or trying to impress other people, then there's like an automatic block to actually having a true relationship and letting that relationship develop and deepen and handing myself over to God to let him take care of me. So mm -hmm. I think conversations like these are really useful for that kind of thing. A, to remind everybody that nobody is perfect, mm -hmm. <laughs> even if it seems like we have everything together. Everybody struggles mm -hmm. and that's like a huge part of our relationship with God is turning ourselves over and not being afraid to be our authentic selves with him. Yeah. 
And yeah, because he already knows it. So like we're yeah. trying to be someone we're not. And he's like, oh, would you just be you, please? Like, right. I, I created you. you. I don't want this, what you think's perfect. You know, like I don't want you to be what you think is perfection. Like you being you and who I created you to be is right. perfection. Yeah. And like he already knows. I remember I had a conversation with a friend a while back and she wasn't really into her faith at all. She was raised in a Christian home, but doesn't really identify herself as anything. But I remember I was just going through a rough time and I was so angry at God and I was talking to her about it. And I said something, she's like, are, are you allowed to do that? Like, do you think like Cameron, do you think you're like not going to be Catholic or Christian anymore? And I was like, no, no. Like God's big enough and strong enough to handle my anger. Like, yeah. oh, like yeah. he's fine. He could totally handle it. Like I could be in denial and be like, oh, things are great. Praise God. But <laughs> kind of yelling and cursing and, and still praising God in that. And mm -hmm. he meets me in my brokenness and right. in my anger. Yes. And that's the only way to truly get over that anger is if you recognize it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and if you're like, I think upfront with God about it, like, oh, hey, look, th this is this is what's going on. And I am really angry I'm headed down the road to bitterness mm -hmm. and something has got to change like please you know you've got to you've got to step up God like please you know mm -hmm. because if you're just gonna pretend that you don't have it or, or if you just think like oh no no, no I should I should just be fine no yeah. you're, you're not gonna get to the road of healing you're gonna any be stuck yeah and I, it's really interesting because I've I've just kind of had recently like a kind of a faith crisis in the past few months but I feel like I'm doing a lot, lot better now. And it, one of the main things is that I have really been focusing on oh, finding my wounds and l like turning them over to God and letting him heal them. It's been really, really amazing, even from a dating perspective, that I've kind of turned over a new leaf with dating because before I was like, like it's something I have to do and whatever. Like, it's just like one <laughs> more thing. And now I'm, kind of having a different perspective. I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on my relationship with God and that's most important. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be my authentic self. Mm -hmm. And the response has been like crazy. Like I used to get, you know, like not so many messages and I was like not really getting asked out or whatever. And I was, but there was a lot of fear with me in terms of dating and in terms of like actually articulating like what I want, you know? So like I want mm -hmm. someone that I can share my faith with and like, obviously I'm, or maybe not, obviously, I don't know. Well, anyway, I'm waiting for marriage and, but like, I was afraid to put that kind of stuff on my profile. Cause like, Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. For some reason I was afraid of it. And then just recently I decided to put on all of my profiles. I am not going to have sex with you. <laughs> Yay. Good for you. Yeah, That's I, awesome. Yeah. I was like, yes, I'm Catholic. Yes. I practice my faith. I'm not going to have sex with you. And I was just like, you know what? I just need to be who really who I am and yeah not and you know what that's actually very attractive like yeah. I, I'm not surprised more guys have asked you out no it's crazy like the response has been like actually really crazy like like more than I ever could have possibly imagined and it's not just that like I've I've been really wanting to be more authentic and more because I, I used to think when I was made, when my faith was maybe a little bit more legalistic, I was like, oh, you know, like the proper Catholic woman is quiet and, <laughs> you know, like doesn't, doesn't laugh and just like smiles like the statues of Mary smile, you know, like I the Mona know. Lisa kind of smile and, you know, like it doesn't really express too much enthusiasm for things and just kind of agrees with everything that the guy says. And, you know, like I thought that that was what 
the authentic, perfect Catholic woman should be, and that's what I should be aspiring to be. But no, then so I realized, not. like, no, like God gave me a sense of humor. It's okay for me to be funny. I like to, I like to make jokes. I like to be funny. I have an uproarious laugh. Like those are just parts of me that aren't sinful, and I don't know why I was trying to suppress them for some like right. weird, crazy. No, image. I remember thinking that too, and I thought like the person that was more shy and quiet. I'm like, oh, they emulate Our Lady. Yes. <laughs> Right. And it's, it's like, like I'll never be like Mary. And, no, like her fiat wasn't a submissive like, oh, I guess, God, if you want. It was like, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. It was a big, loud yes. Yeah. It wasn't a little tiny, I guess so, if you really want, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it was ferocious. Yeah. Mm. And it's interesting because now when, I, when I'm going on dates, the feedback that I'm getting from guys are like, wow, like you seem really authentic. Like everybody else is just really fake. Like I've just seen so many fake mm. and it's like, wow, you know, so this and it obviously... not only attracts Christian and Catholic men, it attracts other guys too. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, Hey, I remember this uh, guy I played soccer with in college kept asking me out and he was an atheist and bit of a pothead and whatever else. But anyhow, he dated beautiful girls but like I was like I'm not like any of the girls you're dating and he's like I know just go on a date with me I'm like no I know. and he's like come on I, and and like he's like I just and he kept asking me out and I finally was like okay listen just so you know I y- you can take me out if you like you sure okay but you're not going to kiss me we're not going to hold hands we're not there's nothing you can do to get me into bed you know, like, sorry, that's not going to happen. And my standard is here. Like, you're not even going to kiss me on the cheek on our first date. You know, just trying to show to him, like, yeah. listen, let me. And he's like, and that's precisely why I've been pursuing you for the last three months. I like, okay, I guess. And you know what? Like, I think it was Chris Lena Everett that said, a guy will be as much of a gentleman as you require that he be. Mm-hmm. And this guy was amazing. Like, we dated for a bit and he, like, he just wrote. Like, I didn't even need to remind him the bar was up here. He rose to it. Mm. You know, like, I think our first date, we um, went to, I don't know, one of those fancy restaurants with a pianist, you know, where they're like, playing <laughs> That's nice and wine. I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Random college guy. Um, but it was <laughs> awesome. Like, he very much treated me like a princess. And there were amazing dates. And he was great. And I never. Yeah, it, it was actually really beautiful to see, like, and I think. In the end, like, we broke up. It didn't work out. He still didn't believe in God. You know, there was, like, fundamental things where I'm like, okay, really, Cameron? Like, I'm like, maybe I'll just bring him to know the love of the Lord. Uh, um, missionary dating. Oh, it's another right? Why? Why? <laughs> but it didn't, like, I didn't compromise my morals or my standards. And if anything, I think that I gave this guy hope in, you know, in humanity. I don't know. Like, he would, he was a very, he was a good guy and really into, like, humanity and um I don't know more I, I don't know I don't even know how to describe them but mm. it was one of those things that I realized like okay like but it was a it was attractive knowing that I said no this is this is my standard this is um my body is a beautiful temple of the Lord you know and like there was no like he agreed he's like yes okay got it you know and I don't know. So yeah, it's amazing how don't missionary day, please. But you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like by you putting that on your profile, you're like, listen, I'm not going to waste your time or mine. Right. And I'm just going to be able to be f- funny tonight and have a good time and not be thinking in my head. At what point do I make sure he knows that we're not going back to his apartment? Exactly. 
it, it takes so much more of the pressure off, mm-hmm. you know, and, and recently I've been going on dates. I'm like, wow, dating can be fun. Like what? <laughs> like <laughs> dates can actually be fun and not super awkward and filled with pressure. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, like I've had, I've heard from quite a few guys that they're like, yeah, I actually, I really do want a woman who knows what she wants. And, mm-hmm. but, but that just brings, I only bring it up really to say that I think that that, like, and that's what I really admire about you and your podcast is, and it, that's what's really attractive on all levels, not just dating levels, but just the willingness to be real, um, is what... Are you, are you asking me out on a date because of oh, my deep, sexy voice? Yeah, and, you know, you've seduced me throughout this entire interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my laugh's so Happy weird with this voice. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I feel like with this voice, you could actually open up, like, Cameron's, like dating tips hotline or something there you go (laughs) (laughs) it'll last for like a week once the rasp is gone they're like oh you're just a normal person no I don't want your advice (laughs) so what would you say like what are some of the lessons that you've learned throughout the course of doing this podcast that you're doing And, and for our listeners who who are unfamiliar with your podcast and now familiar with it hopefully they'll subscribe how long have you been doing this for that is a wonderful question um I don't know um not very long I think a few months I think right well yeah I've been doing one a week and I'm on episode 24 so I've been doing yeah. it for 24 weeks. Yeah. Oh, so five months ago was your was your first episode. Thank you. So I've been doing this for five months. It doesn't <laughs> actually, like in some ways, it doesn't seem that long. Like I'm like, oh, wow, this right. really. And like even in the beginning, I, I remember thinking like, okay, I'm just going to do this. And if no one listens, that's okay. Like I, and, and once I started doing the, like I, I think I recorded maybe 10 before I actually released one. Right. So I started over the summer, you know, recording okay. them and doing them. And I remember just chat, having these great chats with friends of mine that I don't make the time to have chats with. Yeah. Um, or we have chats when kids are in the background and we're interrupting or like I have friends that like we just leave each other ridiculously long voicemails because that's the only way we can talk to each other. <laughs> and and so it's just like, I don't know. And so I was like, you know what? This is a huge blessing for me. Instead of just having a normal phone chat where it's like, hey, what are you up to? Okay. Oh, one kid has a pocket knife and the other's crying. I got to go. <laughs> um, you know, but but just to have have these authentic conversations about real things and um, real struggles and crosses that people are going through. Like it was blessing me. Like I've been in ministry for a long time. I did net straight out of high school. For your listeners that don't know, basically I depending on your age, it was, I always say it's like a Catholic version of road rules or (laughs) so we basically, I lived in a van down by the river with 11 other people. And we talked about Jesus and we were all like 18, 20 ish. And you lead retreats across the country. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that was the side thing. We did all these amazing retreats. (laughs) But yeah, it was amazing. And then after that, I went into youth ministry. Matt and I gave talks all over. So I've always done ministry. And even when we just had one or two kids, I was still a supervisor and looking after college age ladies and helping their hearts and just kind of being like a mentor and helping them and just kind of hear what the Lord's doing in their hearts and in their lives. And then I just slowly have become too busy being a mom to really do anything. Like I'll, I'll do the random 
I, I do. I was doing a lot of like mom talks. So like the mom Bible studies, like going and talking there. And that was good. But I felt like my primary vocation right now is being wife and mom. And that just took up so much of my life that the ministry kind of took a back seat. And so I feel like through this podcast, it's a way that I can still do ministry and I love it. And it brings me life and it brings me joy. And I remember the first time we looked up how many people had like downloaded the episode. I thought it was 70 and I'm like, that's awesome. 70 people. I think I maybe told like 10 friends about it. So that's like 60 more. And I was so (laughs) excited. And that's like, seriously, you thought it was 70? No, it's 700. (laughs) It's been like two days. That's ridiculous. I'm like, I didn't tell that many people. I don't have that many friends. And it's just been amazing and beautiful to watch it unfold. And yeah, I'm just excited to see where the Lord takes it. And yeah, I'm really humbled by it as well. But I feel like I, I enjoy doing it and it's been a blessing in my life. And I love hearing from other, other people that it's blessing them. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a, yeah. It's awesome because you never know when you put something out. Well, we already said this, but when you put something out, you never know what someone's going to find in it or, you know, how it's going to help them and bless them. Right. And like how many people, like we've been surprised by that too, by how many people and then also like where in the world? Who is listening to a podcast about Christian dating in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, we have listeners from all over and it's really bizarre to me. Yeah. It's like, how did they even... Yeah, it's a kind of thing where I think God sometimes requires us to put stuff out and it requires some vulnerability from us. But at the same time, he has some plan in mind and it like it might hit the right person at the right time. And that might Mm -hmm. be the thing, you know, like we've had emails of like, oh, this podcast has changed my life because it's totally changed the way that I view this and that. And, you know, I'm like retraining my brain now and um, so oh, thank praise you. God. Yeah, I mean, it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. All right. We- <laughs> yeah, it's so and it's same- funny with like the internet, like once it's out there, it's out there. It's so out like there, even yeah. I, I have a yeah. friend, Sarah Hood, we did the episode for all you single ladies. Yeah. And she said yeah, yeah, like yeah. recently, like people have been talking to her about it. And she's like, oh my goodness, we did that like over the summer. Why is that still out there? Why are people still listening? I'm like, Sarah, it was amazing and awesome. It's almost like now people are quoting her back to herself. And she's like, <laughs> okay, really funny, God, really funny. Okay. That was something I said like over the summer. And I felt like you said that too me and now you know like maybe she's just not in as good of a spot like to and then other people are saying it to her and she's like all right gotcha god you know like those moments where the lord speaks through your mouth and you're like oh gosh that wasn't for anyone but me was it oh Oh, thank you jesus that's actually what we found with our podcast like we say that to each other too it's like we feel like the reason why god led us to start this was more for us yeah (laughs) and our own right healing because we get to talk to all kinds of people and like we have like most of the time it's we feel like it's the message is really for us (laughs) like you know Mm -hmm. it's allowing us to uncover our wounds and see where we need to heal and in sharing I think it creates a sort of like maybe even virtual community where it's resonating with other people and when the feedback comes to us it's so great and just to parallel what you said about your friends episode being listened to over the summer now we were just talking about that right before we got on with you we were having people listen to our christmas episode yeah we did an episode with literally <laughs> christmas music and people in february are still listening to it. <laughs> and so it's like okay you know yeah. like i'm not judging because you know i yeah. get behind on my podcast too so it's like it's totally fine but it's just really funny the idea that someone could be listening to yeah christmas but, music but that's right the thing about podcasts and and things on the internet i mean it, 
I mean, it could be good and bad. There are some things from like high school that are still up and I'm like, oh my God, please take that down. Who do I contact? <laughs> and then, or your Facebook feed, like five years ago, your pops up and you're like, oh my gosh, that happened. Oh my goodness. It's still on. But that's the cost form. of vulnerability, yeah. you yeah. know, like the it benefit is. outweighs the, yeah. you know. But then there are podcasts that live and you can, you can always send it to a friend. Like I just experienced this. I had a, a Matt Chandler prayer episode. I sent it to a friend weeks ago and she didn't listen to it until this week and it was like in a place where she was finally ready to hear it and I think in that same way because of podcasts and technology and how we have so much delayed entertainment or or recorded entertainment that we come to later sometimes it's just awesome for God to put it in the path of somebody that needs to hear it at that time because we can record something while we're going through it but then right. somebody later on may not need to hear it until that time in which they do, mm-hmm. which could be months or even years down the line. And I think that's a beautiful thing and a beautiful way for God now to work in technology. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So is there anything else that you would like to mention, Cameron, about this whole journey, things that you've learned along the way? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and I know that we already said it, but it's just putting yourself out there, just being real and authentic. And I think that so much of the world has us convinced that we have to look a certain way or act a certain way. And as a Christian, you should look like this, or as a Catholic, you should look like that. And I think put those guards down and especially among friends, like among Mm -hmm. fellow Christians, like just be real and be vulnerable and be honest. Mm-hmm. And I get, I get, if you are the mom of 20,000 kids, I get when you're at the grocery store, you got to put on the face, like you got it all together. Yeah. And you know, you got all 20,000 kids, you know, on your back, on your front, mm-hmm. you know, in the stroller, in the cart, you're pushing it. Like I get in that moment, you do have to pretend like you have it all together. Or if someone in your family gets hurt, like my son, I did an episode where his teeth, he literally ripped out his front two teeth uh-huh. um, and it was horrible. Uh-huh. And I had to hold it all together. And in that moment, in an emergency situation, you do. You need to put on the face and be like, we've got this, we're fine. But really there's so much blood and stuff's going all over the place that you're like, oh God, please help me. Oh God, please. And and that's like you're you're crying from the depths of your heart, you know, out to the Lord and begging for his help. But you have to put on the brave face. That is not day-to-day life. Like we don't have to be in that survival mode and putting Mm -hmm. on that brave face. Like just be real and honest because you're doing a great injustice to yourself. Like you can't live up to your own standard, let alone everyone else around you. And those women that are trying to live up to your standard of yourself, which you can't even live up to. And just don't try to be someone else. Like I can't be anyone but me. And I'm Mm -hmm. speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to your listeners because I am definitely guilty of it. Mm -hmm. That person you follow on Instagram where their life looks perfect and amazing and awesome that's not what I'm called to. I'm not called to do that. Yeah. Like I just need to be me and who the Lord's created me to be. And if he has created you to be a quiet, shy person who just spends a lot of time like in prayer and just listening to others, I have friends like that, that, and they're amazing and beautiful women. And that's good. If that's who he's called you to be, do it. But if he has given you a big, loud voice, I'm not saying you don't ever have to go on like a retreat and be quiet because that's also really good for us. But like, don't be afraid to be you. Mm-hmm. Like, be loud, be wild. My husband met this nun and it was snowing outside and they're like in the middle of a chat and she kind of like took off and like started doing cartwheels in the snow. <laughs> that is awesome. Like, she's like full habit Byzantine nun and just like radiate the smile bigger than her face, oh, you know? Oh. And that was just like, 
oh my goodness. It was something that our four-year-old would have done. And yeah. he just thought, that is beautiful. She is authentically her and she's okay with that. She yeah. wasn't like, I'm a nun. I should be standing and talking to this gentleman and looking him in the eye, not, I feel inspired to do a cartwheel in the snow. Like, do a cartwheel in the snow. Like, just let yeah. your hair down, relax. Yeah. Like, pray however you're gonna pray. And and if it is not in a way that you think it's supposed to look, take that to God and be like, you know what, Lord, I feel like, like for me, like my best prayer time, I'm often moving, like I'm walking and praying or running and praying. People are like, you can't run and pray. You must kneel. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> I try to kneel. And after like, you know, I can do it for a little bit, but I just, I can't, mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know. I just can't do it that long. And it's like, the Lord loves me and he's hearing my yes. prayer, whether yes. I'm doing the dishes or I'm kneeling in front of an icon or, yes. or yeah. I'm having my hands up in a big mega church. Like the Lord hears you and meets you in all those places. Yeah. Just and I think it's even better to be able to incorporate prayer into your daily life, you know, and to not feel like, oh, like, I am not able to pray unless I am in a church and I'm kneeling in the pew and the lights are just right. And, the, you know, like, it's a specific time of day and, like, you know, just to be able It's to guaranteed if that's how you have to pray when you're doing that in that exact position moment, the janitor is going to come by with the vacuum cleaner. Right, just, right. Just <laughs> God being like, okay, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Let me interrupt your perfect image. And, but right. yeah, it seems like when you're also, one thing that just occurred to me when you're talking, because I have a lot of friends that they have this image of what they're supposed to be, but a lot of it comes from fear of judgment of others. And they feel like others are like, oh, like, oh, they'll probably think that blah, blah, blah. Either I have too many kids or too few kids, or, you know, like they'll probably think that I'm this way or that way, like I'm not supposed to be. But like when you make the choice to be authentically you, you also stop really caring about judging others so much as well. And yeah, I think that's a really big thing. And and, it, and probably it, it might even be true that like my friends that are so scared that other people are judging them, like those other people might be so scared of judgment that they're not even judging them. They're just like yeah. also scared, you know, and so it's just like all of this fear mm. kind of blocking real relationships. Um, Whereas when you're just like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm going to be real with God. I'm going to be real with myself and I'm going to be real with other people. And I'm not going to let all this fear and all this judgment get in yeah. the way. Mm -hmm. Well, with that, thank you, ladies. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, oh yeah. And, and so people, just so they know where they can find the podcast, yeah. Because, yeah, obviously, if you're listening to this, probably yes. wherever you found this podcast, but you can also <laughs> go to CameronFrad.com. And you can go to Facebook among the lilies. So those are the two places I point people. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And, and we'll definitely put the links on when for we sure. our, this episode. Oh, and Twitter at Cameron Frad. Oh, nice. Perfect. I was just going to ask if you had a Twitter account. So great. Good so job. You can there find you Cameron Frad all over. <laughs> all <laughs> uh, on the internet. And as well as her husband, Matt Frad, who runs uh, Integrity Restored and Pints with Aquinas, which I just started listening to as well. You both are just kind of like the power couple of podcasting. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> so oh, his, um, his podcast is awesome. Like yeah. mine, you can listen to and do whatever his, like people are like, I have to sit and take notes. I'm like, yeah. that's why I'm behind on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys got to be in a good place, but it's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Check yeah. it out. Yeah. It's Matt really awesome. Frad and Cameron Frad. You can check out Matt Frad and the porn myth on number 20, 32 mm. of our podcast. Again, here we are with Cameron Frad. Thank you so much, Cameron, for hanging out with us this morning. And I hope to speak to you again. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all so much for having me. Thank you. For sure. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been another episode of Fishers of Men. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at fishersofmenpodcast at gmail.com or 
find us on our website at fishersofmenpodcast.com. We are also on Facebook under Fishers of Men. Follow us on Twitter at at LA Gone Fishing or on Instagram at Fishers of Men Podcast. There is an underscore after each word. Please also remember to rate and make comments on iTunes if you feel so inclined. It's really important so that other people can discover our podcast. I'm Larson Sams. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. Until next time, keep swimming.